Welcome, my friends. The presidential election of 2024, the cycle has begun. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us if you want to be on the program today and you'd like to discuss not only the presidential election, but anything on your mind in the news or maybe not even in the news. We will be joined in a mere moment by the Princess of Policy, the one, the only Princess Di, Princess Diana Me, and we will discuss the events of Iowa. I don't think we're going to get to Fanny talk today. I'll have to ask Princess Di to come back to discuss the Fanny and Fanning Fanny's Fanny's problems uh, a little bit later because the news of the Iowa caucus, I expected this thing to actually still be counted today, and originally Princess Diana and I had talked about her coming on tomorrow, but it only took 30 minutes. It took, you blinked, and it was over. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Your Majesty, I imagine you were not glued to the television all night long watching the results come in with an interruption at around 2 in the morning when they said, we have to stop counting the votes. We'll be back and see whether we can. No, none of that happened. No water main breaks. There wasn't a water main break and people taking things underneath tables and counting weird. No, 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 none of that. In and out, 30 minutes. Walk away from the computer, come back, headlines, Trump won, Trump won, Trump won, <laughs> liberals losing their minds, some of them gushing, much to their own, I guess, embarrassment today. Do you believe this? But it happened. Talk to me about Iowa Princess Die. Anything surprise you last night? Well, I have to say... You know, I have to agree with the DeSantis camp that this was unseemly and indefensible for the media to announce the victor before anyone had a chance to vote. I completely agree that that was wrong. I'm saying that in all honesty. I mean, it is a little ironic, but on the other hand, they're right. This should never happen. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute now. They the media <laughs> the media said we project based on who we're talking to. We project that Donald, that Donald Trump's going to win big. And he won big. 98 of 99, 99. counties. He yes. doubled the support that he had the last victorious election cycle for Donald Trump in Iowa. He, let me read you today's news analysis from the New York Times. The most durable force in American politics, Trump's ties to his voters. You know who that reminded me of? Right. They talked absolutely. To, absolutely. As the soon bond. as I read the headline, I said, oh, my gosh, Rush Limbaugh is being channeled in the New York Times. Now read the, read the subhead. 
If Donald Trump's rivals want to stop his rise, they'll need to break his bond with his supporters. They didn't come close. And that was word for word what Rush would say. That is exactly what were the the exact words. They will not be able to break the bond with Donald Trump because the media did not make the bond with Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump who made the bond with his supporters, and he will be the only one, Rush said time and time again, that can destroy the bond that he has created with his voting base. Right. And and the rest of that article is hilarious because it is, in my opinion, very encouraging. The New York Times still does not understand. They are baffled. The media is puzzled. Why all of the indictments aren't having an effect on the voters for the Republican Party. And so it is encouraging to me the opposition, meaning the media and the Democrat Party, don't understand any of this. They don't understand why Trump supporters are Trump supporters, and everything they've tried has only cemented the support more firmly for Trump. And the fact that they don't understand means that they're not going to come up with an effective strategy. You know Sun Tzu's rule number three, know your enemy and know yourself, and in a hundred battles you will never be defeated. They do not know their enemy, which is us. They don't understand us. And so, I mean, that, in my opinion, that means that they are about to be defeated big time in November. Let me buttress a little fanny language for you. Let me buttress what you're saying with another New York Times piece. This is a report. This is a news article, not an opinion piece. And it says voters look past legal problems to give Trump a big victory. And it is written by someone named Shane Goldmacher. Donald J. Trump won the Iowa caucuses in a landslide on Monday, a crucial first step in his bid to claim the Republican nomination in a third consecutive election. As voters looked past his mounting legal jeopardy and embraced his vision of vengeful disruption. (laughs) Diana, Diana, number one. I don't understand. Where are the supporting facts for voters embracing a vision of vengeful disruption? Where's the evidence for Trump having a vision of vengeful disruption? That is not a factual statement. It is an opinion that is a misguided at best uh, mischaracterization of what Donald Trump is all about from a position of policy, and track record. Well, he did say, I am your retribution in speaking to his supporters. So that is not baseless. However, you know, the fact that they don't understand very much about the dynamic of their opposition is very cheering, as I say. And it is led to such enjoyment today by not only the mainstream media, uh, watching them, but also the establishment media where we've got the Wall Street Journal and National Review basically saying that uh, voters should think hard if they want to gamble on another run. That was the Wall Street Journal. And the National Review said the GOP would be ill-advised to throw itself into the arms of Donald Trump again. And, you know, they are powerless now 
on the, you know, right media, the conservative traditionalist media and the mainstream media, which is just, you know, right now in meltdown. And of course, the the supporters and the voters for Trump haven't been swayed by anything they've said, which is what's making them so mad. Well, I'm going to I want to come back to this business about I know Trump said I'm your retribution, but that isn't the vision that most people are carrying. They want Donald Trump to correct what is wrong with this country right now. They want the economy that Donald Trump had and brought back. That's not retribution. That's I want to have money in my pocket again. They want a president that will that will actually fix the borders again and stop this invasion into their country that has gone unchecked with 6 million illegal immigrants entering the country during Joe Biden. To me, that's not retribution. That's I want a fix. They want to put a stop to this. Well, I was about to say something about endless spending, but then again, I better shut my mouth on that one because the spending went on even during Trump's year. But I I would contend, Princess Diana, they people actually want very specific things by way of policy. They want someone that, as Trump said, would put America's interest ahead of other nations. That is something that they actively want. I don't think they're hell-bent on retribution. They do want to see the two-tier justice system fixed. They want things like that. But I I don't think that, that what animates most Republicans is this desire for retribution. Absolutely. You're right. The two top issues, according to what they call now entrance polls, they no longer have exit polls, but for Iowa, they had entrance polls. And the two top issues, the first one was immigration and the second one was the economy. So you're absolutely right. These are issue oriented voters. And that is what they were examining. Who was going to, in their view, solve the issues that mattered most to them. And they chose Trump because he's done it before for both of those important issues. The other interesting thing is the evangelical vote had the same two top issues. They are no longer sort of one issue voters. The two top issues in in Iowa for the Iowa evangelical vote were immigration and the economy, which, of course, really messed up the analysis because uh, the really the political analysts have been separating the quote unquote white evangelicals. They always put a race to it. The evangelicals in Iowa from the rest of the country. And in fact, Everyone on our side is united. These are the top two issues. And so they're not going to be able to manipulate or condemn religious voters because we are all Americans together in agreement of what needs to be done. Okay, now let me turn and ask you some questions about uh, some of the other candidates. Ron DeSantis uh, is, of course, the second place uh, runner-up in Iowa. The media for weeks on end had said that DeSantis was going to come in number three. Those were those were the if you read this through the the, the, the not so veiled forecast in in the news reporting, Nikki Haley was said to be surging. And I've seen that phrase over and over. She was surging in New Hampshire. She's surging in uh in in Iowa 
big money should be coming in. You had the uh, anti-Trump hysteria. Let's put the big money behind Nikki. Nikki's the only one that can beat him. In fact, there is a story today that says all of the Republican candidates, and by that I'm assuming they mean the top three, not people like Asa Hutchison, who I didn't even realize until today was still running until yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he he stopped running. I'm like, he, what? He was still running? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, they said that all of the, the, the Republican candidates can right now, according to polling, beat Joe Biden. Nikki Haley comes in first. Well, good for her, but she's not going to be the nominee. They're still trying to push this narrative that Nikki's the one. Nikki's the one. I think right. Nikki embarrassed herself last night. I think Nikki is and embarrassed herself today with this weird, I'm not going to debate unless Donald Trump comes on this stage. I celebrated. I'm great. Now I don't have to feel guilty because I won't do any, any, any more of these primary debates. I don't have to feel guilty about not watching this nonsense anymore because if she's not going to debate, that means they're not just going to give the time to Ron DeSantis. No more debates. Yay. Good. That part's over with for this primary well, season. Well, DeSantis said he was going to debate two empty podiums. So oh, there still will be coverage. <laughs> I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> well, the Wall Street okay. Journal also mm-hmm. basically put all of its money behind uh, Nikki, basically saying that DeSantis has no clear path. And so he should leave the race and give Ms. Haley a chance to take on Mr. Trump one-on-one. That's the Wall Wait a minute. Journal. The guy that came in second has no clear path, but the, guy, the woman who came in third has a clear path. Here's, here's the thing that's so interesting. It was the perfect outcome to benefit Trump because they both countered each other, the ones battling for second place. Nikki didn't get the second place that she wanted. And DeSantis basically goes into New Hampshire with a a weakened position where she is supposed to do better. So neither of them got what they wanted. And so they, in fact, their last debate was criticized because they were knocking each other the whole time and really hurt each other. They drew blood with each other. So Trump basically emerges unscathed. I mean, winning by 30 points is a record. It's never happened before in Iowa. And so he sails into the future, and the rest of them, in, in the two of them especially now, have really no clear path, quote-unquote, either one of them. Princess, I want you to please hang on. Um, we have to uh, visit our first uh, uh, announcements of this program and when we get back, I'm going to take a few minutes, and I'll beg your pardon. I have to go off on Nikki Haley for something she said. Uh, this day, 1959, Nigerian-born British singer Helen Falasadat. That's how I pronounce it. Not Sade, but it's okay. Sade. Falasade Adu. No wonder they just call her Sade. Was born. Happy birthday, Sade. 1984 had the big hit single Your Love is King. 1985 she comes back with the Diamond Life album. Diamond Life was an amazing album. Still is. Of course we got this one. This was the one that introduced Charday to many people because it was such an explosive hit. Smooth Operator on WABC.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. No need to ask. He's a smooth operator. W.A.B.C. Princess Die is with us. Princess Die, um, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm going to have to just be a little, I don't, Nikki Haley had a, she was on with Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade. Yes, there is a GOP, a racist party. No, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Now, look, I love America. My parents loved America. They taught me to love this country. I love the history of this country, all of it, including the ugly, and there was a lot of ugly as part of the American experience. And the very idea that Nikki Haley can say that America has never been a racist country, I find disturbing. When you have a nation that trafficked and bought and sold in human beings as commerce and slaves, and the government, knowing it was wrong, knowing it was immoral, ignored it, That is racist because it was on the basis of race that this was done. That doesn't mean that America is not a great nation. We are great. We are the nation that put in place a system to correct what could not be done politically at the founding of this nation. I know she's trying to pander, and she said some really good things after that about her experiencing racism, not wanting her kids to feel their disadvantage because of color. Absolutely. I'm all for that. Don't play the victim card. Don't teach your kids to play the victim card. But please do not try to whitewash the ugliest part of America's history, Nikki, it's unbecoming. It shows you don't either understand. No wonder you couldn't answer a basic question about the Civil War. We gave so many American lives to kill off the racism that had been inherent in the birth of this nation. I don't know whether it's just pandering or whether it's ignorance, but whatever it is, it's pretty disgraceful. And that's all I want to say about Nikki's remarks. Thank you for indulging me, Princess Di. <laughs> well said. Now, I have some other things politically. 
Joe Biden. There is a campaign to write Joe Biden in as a candidate in New Hampshire. Joe Biden, speaking of racism and the Democrats' racism, they are the party of racism, kicked New Hampshire out of the first spot, wanted to, because there are too many white folks up in New Hampshire. They didn't want the more white people vote, voting first. They wanted to go down there to South Carolina because there's a lot more black people in South Carolina than there are up in New Hampshire. And now Joe Biden's underlings, flunkies, lackeys, are trying to organize a write-in campaign for the guy that didn't want New Hampshire to vote first because there are white people there. What is the correct political response for Democrats, Diana, in New Hampshire to Joe Biden? Well, first of all, I wanted to add that, do you know the same thing happened in Iowa? They had a write-in, a a mail-in election yesterday. However, they're not going to count them until March 1st. (laughs) What? kind of stupidity is that? Iowa is too many white people in Iowa, and so they literally want all the attention to move away from Iowa, and they are having, you know, a caucus, so-called, but it's all mail-in, and they don't intend to even announce it for a few months. By that time, no one's going to even notice, and that's their motivation. You're absolutely right. It's because they, you know, they want to pick the racial demographic that works for them. And that's how they judge people in every area of their political perspective, which is disgusting. So I'm glad that it's worrying them, and it should. I don't understand what, how, if you are a white Democrat and you live in Iowa, if you live in New Hampshire, I don't understand why you would bother with this party for one more minute of your life. I don't understand it. Well, if you're telling you, you know, any any race, why would you bother with them? I mean, the cynicism and evil that they've perpetrated in every community that they have been in charge of, this should be something that causes a national rejection by every group. Now, quickly, I am sure you have read the Joy Reid meltdown stories today. There are about a hundred of them. <laughs> Joy Reid basically called Iowa's a bunch of racists. That's the reason they didn't go for Nikki Haley. She says this with her blonde wig on, that a bunch of which a lot of people are saying she scalped a Karen and misappropriated her hair. But uh, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Joy, wear whatever you want to wear on your head. Empty anyway. Oops, excuse me. Um, but this, she's got a lot of people upset. This is the normal racism that spews out of PMSNBC on a daily basis. But for some reason, this time it has really upset people. Yeah. Well, you know, MSNBC had a very interesting reaction, as did CNN, when Trump came on to give his victory speech, in that they wouldn't cover it. So they basically know that Trump is going to say things that their audience have never has never heard before. So Rachel Maddow 
in on MSNBC basically talked over Trump, said we're not going to cover it because all he's going to do is lie. And then Jake Tapper did the same thing. And he said, oh, there he goes again. He's talking about immigration. We're not covering it. It's all lies. And so it doesn't surprise or shouldn't surprise anybody that the mainstream media, especially those two networks, are going to be unhinged. And they continue to be. Well, Princess Di, I want to thank you. We look forward to having you on Saturday. And perhaps Saturday you and I can spend a little bit of time talking about the fanny, the one in Georgia. Whatever you want to talk about sounds wonderful. And today is such a good day, and I feel good. I think, you you know, I vote for a James Brown uh, use of his song. Sounds good to me. I feel good. Princess Di has a request. I feel good. (laughs) <laughs> on WABC, Talk Radio 77, coming back. Your calls are welcome. 800-848-WABC is the number. Stay with us. Oh, my goodness. This, my friends, you know. Eric Clapton, 1992 today, recorded the unplugged session for MTV. That included the single, this one, which he did live. I will never forget that performance. Tears in Heaven. One of the most beautiful songs I think ever written. Especially if you know the history of Eric Clapton and the loss of his child. On WABC Talk Radio 77. scores this is the go-go's they score the big and number one single heaven is a place on earth on this day wabc talk radio 77 your calls are coming up in mere moments i just want to delve into a few other things in the news besides iowa and the beginning of the 2024 the true beginning of the 2024 presidential election cycle new york's governor hokel is traveling to Washington, D.C. today to talk and beg Joe Biden for more money and for more resources. She's blaming the federal government for the crises at the border. Now, Governor Hochul better hope that she doesn't get the treatment that New York's mayor got when he went down to D.C. You remember that? Old Mayor Adams, after criticizing Joe Biden, Immigration, trudge down to D.C. Oh, I'm going to speak with Joe Biden. We're going to get some more resources. We're going to, and what happened? The FBI showed up, told his security guy, step aside. Went in there, they took his cell phones, 
They raided his campaign office. Yeah. So, I, Kathy, you better hope that they don't give you the Eric Adams treatment in D.C. today. <laughs> now, remember a few weeks ago, the Biden administration was pressing their mandate, and as California has too, for more of you to give up your gas-powered vehicles. They don't like the fact that you, ladies and gentlemen, like driving around in cars that require gasoline and oil. They want you to go electric. Here's the story today. Chicago-area Tesla charging stations lined with dead cars in freezing cold. A bunch of dead robots out here. Apparently, these freezing temperatures that have embraced most of the United States have had an effect on electric car batteries. They don't charge in the cold. It gets too cold. It zaps the energy from the batteries. They can't move. So here's your government urging you, in some cases mandating you, to go buy electric cars that will leave you stranded in the winter. Meanwhile, you just go to your car if you're driving one of these gas-powered things, hit that little push button or turn the key, vroom, 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 your car ready to go. And it'll even give you heat. Can you imagine being stuck in a massive traffic jam with the Arctic air blowing down your fanny? That's a little Georgia talk. And your car won't start, and there's nowhere for you to charge your battery. That's what your administration wants, your Biden administration, for you. Another story in Politico that you will not, I guarantee you won't hear much about this one in the wider mainstream press. There has been a poll taken about, and this comes to us a few days after the birthday, one day after the birthday of Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. There has been a poll about affirmative action. Oh, this is a shock. Be ready. The majority of Americans, let me repeat that, let me say it again. The majority of Americans believe the Supreme Court's ruling last year that ended affirmative action for universities around the country is mostly a good thing. 68% of respondents say they viewed the decision favorably. 32% say it's bad. Black Americans were most divided in their responses. 52% for those of you that went to public school recently, that's a majority. It's over 50%. If you don't understand the percent thing because you're too busy trying to figure out whether you're a boy or a girl in school, there are remedial courses available. But a majority of black Americans, a majority of black Americans 
say they view the decision favorably to end affirmative action. In other words, translation, a majority of black Americans would rather be judged on the character of their merit, what they do, not their skin color. This is a hopeful sign. Now, 48% black Americans still, you know, look, Democrats have a base. Say they want the handout of affirmative action, but a majority of black Americans say, nope, glad we got rid of it. Hopeful news, my friends. Let us head to the telephone. Debbie in Staten Island, we begin with you. Hi, and welcome to Bo Snurley's Rush Hour this afternoon. Hi, Bo. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. You're my favorite patriot. So let me let you uh, Democrats know that there's no strategy that could be held against Donald Trump because we, the MAGA, American patriots, support him because he says what he means. He means what he says. We're not dumb, deaf, and blind. He proved it to us. Not like this administration here, who are liars, anti-American, scheming, race baiters, evil, uh, delusional people. Trump did what he said, and that's all we cared about. He proved that he was a man of his word. Debbie, thank you. Very well stated. Thank you. Call us again. Sandra, in New Jersey, you are up next. What do you think about Iowa? What do you think about the race last night? Well, I think that we had a wonderful night. It sends a very powerful message to the elites and all the others that are trying to bring Trump down. And I want to say something important. We can't let our guards down over this wonderful night. I had a conversation with the president of the, um, it's called the Mecklenburg Republican Women's Club in, in North Carolina. And she was saying today to me that we need, we need like a surrogate now to carry the word out to all the young people. Like she loves Vivek. She said no to Nikki. They don't like her there. And she was saying that, um, her state that was once very red is going purple. And she was telling me today that people from the East Coast and California are going there in droves. And there are a lot of young people that are not getting the message. So she wishes that Vivek could go there to speak. She wishes people like Vivek could now go out all over the country and be a surrogate for Donald Trump to help him win completely. That's what I wanted to say. Well, Vivek has endorsed Donald Trump today and no doubt will be working on his behalf. Believe it or not, in past days, the news has been good for Donald Trump on the election front. Even, um, need some water. Uh, 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 Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, endorsed Donald Trump. And so it looks like a lot of stars are starting to align for Donald Trump. Half of the Senate, half of the United States Senate, has already, one way or another, signal their support for Donald Trump. So he is showing up strong. I agree with you. This is not the time to let the guard down. And let me just say this, Sandra. 
It is not only Vivek that would be a good surrogate. You, yourself, would be a good surrogate for Donald Trump. He's going to need some help in New Jersey. I hope that you might consider, and many of you who call here, you guys are amazing. You know how to articulate the positions of conservatism. You guys can go out. Sandra, you can go out and become a Trump surrogate and speak to people. You are persuasive. People will listen to you. So this time, yes, this is not the time to lose momentum. And this is also not the time to just sit and say, well, okay, someone else is going to do it. Maybe if you have skills, you can do it. And let me put this out there early. Election night, 2024. If Republicans do not have a massive, massive, overwhelming, massive presence at every single poll location, not just in Republican districts, massive, everywhere, they would be making a mistake. Learn from what happened. Never let what happened happen again. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here at Post Snurdly's Rush Hour on WABC. You know, this day, ladies and gentlemen, George Michael goes to number one, 1988. His debut solo album, Faith, stayed in the top 10, top 200, 51 weeks. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. More of your calls coming up on Boston Early's Rush Hour. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today, heavenly birthday for Billy Francis, keyboard player with Dr. Hook. Oh, man, when you're in love with a beautiful woman, amen to that. He was a Vietnam vet, you know, served his country, died in 2010. Billy Francis, heavenly birthday today with Dr. Hook. Let us... James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Okay, no filibusters today, people. We have a lot of people that want to weigh in. Right to your point. Let's start with Joaquin in Pennsylvania. What is the point you want to make? Mr. Snurdly, anybody who is Republican, who is MAGA, who believes in the sovereignty of the United States of America, cannot vote for Nikki Haley because she's supported by BlackRock, who is for ESG and is basically supported by the World Economic Forum, you know, and their agenda and their anti-petroleum industry agenda. Thank you for the call. Ernest, Rockland County, you are on Rapid Phones. The point you want to make is what? 
This is a country of law, and it's time we proved it. The laws that protect us are United States Code. What happened last night on MSNBC and CNN, those people need to be arrested for violating Title V USC 7311. Please look it up. Title V USC 7311, and that is loyalty and striking. They denied Donald Trump his First Amendment rights, and they denied me to hear him listening to that. And that is a felony violation. They need to arrest them, and we need to seize those. Yeah, I'd like to see that in court. That'll never happen. Dean in New Jersey, you are next. Good idea, but it's not going to happen. Dean, you're on Rapid Phones. You're up next. Hiya, bro. You know, the best thing about Trump, as everything that he's always done and in the past, he exposed the left. They used to do this all sneaky and under the radar. He scared them so much they came out from under the, the, the rocks, and everybody sees it now. Even the people who were on the other side, they see the corruption. They see the DOJ being weaponized. They see everything that the, the left was trying to do all this time. Sneaky. Wow. N- nice. Appreciate the thought. Thank you for holding, Dean. Andrew in New Jersey, you are up next. Nikki Haley, her kids will experience racism because they're Asian, so when they apply for colleges, there'll be institutionalized racism against them. MLK, he supported the uh, Israel War, but not the MLK, not the Vietnam War, and he said Jesus is not the way. So what happened to Jesus when it was the Israel War? Huh? Under the radar. Melvin, in the Bronx, you're up next. <laughs> right to your point. I'm- Glad Trump won, because he's going to pull the covers off everybody to see what you said. A whole lot can happen between now and the general election. All you got to do is look at that, because don't forget the lessons of the past are doomed to repeat the mistakes in the future. Y'all have a blessed day, because you exposed what everybody else know about him. I demonstrated him back in the 70s and 80s. Thank you, uh, Melvin. And Melvin's right about one thing. A lot can happen. I reminded people the other day. Never forget what happened in 1968. Things happen in politics. We cannot take anything for granted. Saul in Staten Island, you are up next. Hey, Bo, Happy New Year. I didn't want to call you this year, but you forced me today to call you. I am glad that he won the Iowa. You guys going to lose a lot. I'm using my guy's phone. Uh, uh, uh. can't be on the phone. He's going to lose big time. And please encourage uh, uh, uh. him to go to all the polling stations. Encourage him to go anywhere. Because this time, you guys cannot say it was a stolen election or there was irregularity. So hopefully he will be your candidate. We will pray for it. Yes, you and us. We, see, this is how Donald Trump unifies America. On one hand, you're praying for Donald Trump to be nominated because you are of the belief that he's going to be defeated. On the other hand, most sane Americans are rooting for Donald Trump to be the nominee because they know that this time around, the Democrats will not get away with the things that they got away with last time, hopefully. And so this is what Donald Trump has done. He is uniting the country already, and you are proof and witness of it, Saul. Thank you for the call. Luann, in the Catskills, you are up next. Luann? Hello? Oh, hi. Okay, you're there. Hey, uh, about Nikki Haley. She said if she becomes president that she wants to up the age for Social Security 
until like 70. I'm 57. I, I'm counting five years to my early retirement, so I don't appreciate that too much. Well, is there anything else about Nikki Haley that you would find that would you would say, uh, ne- never mind, that's a good point. We got to go. Thank you all. That's Rapid Phones. People get it, get in, get out. We love it. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you. You too, Saul. Everybody that doesn't agree with me, we love you too. We do, and we're glad you call and express your disagreement. May God protect you, bless you, and your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. And, God willing, we are back tomorrow for Boston Early's Rush Hour at 4 p.m. Until then, my friends, and that includes my detractors, my friends, bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.